Hello there, and welcome to another video. This time we are reviewing the single herb category, Herbs That Drain Fire. As always, you can go to the website to get the notes and flashcards if you want to follow along. There are links to that in the description below. But let's go ahead and get started. So what, what we're starting here is we have this really big, kind of annoying category called herbs that clear heat. This is a very large category with a lot of subcategories. We have herbs that drain fire, herbs that cool the blood, herbs that clear heat and resolve toxicity, herbs that clear heat and dry dampness, herbs that clear heat from deficiency. So this is a really large category. And with each of these subcategories, we're just clearing different types of heat from different parts of the body. Now, I've had some people ask when we go through all these sections, are, what's going on here? Are these different intensities of heat? Are, is some heat more severe? And I wouldn't necessarily think of it like that. I, like I said, I think we can just say we're clearing different types of heat from different areas of the body. And so this could be excess heat versus deficiency heat. It can be heat combined with other things like damp heat or uh, things like that. But just kind of the overall idea here is we're clearing different types of heat from different parts of the body. And so to start out this category, uh, our first subsection is herbs that drain fire. Herbs that drain fire. So what does this mean, herbs that drain fire? Sorry, I forgot to turn my music off. That's going to be annoying. So what do we mean by herbs that drain fire? So first of all, what is fire? Um, fire can mean different things depending on the context. Here, when we say fire, we just mean an intense form of heat. So we can talk about heat that transforms into fire. And so that's just telling us that these herbs are clearing a very intense form of heat. In fact, the herbs that we're going to look at are some of the coldest herbs we have because we're clearing this intense heat or we're clearing this fire. And then we specifically say herbs that drain fire. What do we mean by herbs that drain fire? Well, draining is one of our uh, treatment strategies. And maybe what we, what we can say is here we're implying that when we say drain fire, one, we're implying that the heat is at the interior level. So in our last category, cool acrid herbs that release the exterior, there we were dealing with heat, but it was heat at the exterior. So there, our treatment strategy was to use acrid herbs that disperse the heat, or we could say our treatment strategy was to promote sweating to push the heat out. Well, that was because well, the heat was on the exterior. We could do that because the heat was at a very superficial level. But now when we're talking about herbs that drain fire, we're talking about intense heat at the interior level. So that's, this is no longer an option. We can't just promote sweating to push the heat out. It's too deep in. So instead, we have to employ a technique of draining. So here we're using cold, bitter herbs that drain interior heat. Whereas before, with cool acrid herbs that release the exterior, we were using acrid herbs that promote sweating and push the heat out. Here we're using cold, bitter herbs that drain the heat. So what does this heat look like or what does this fire look like? Well, it kind of depends on where the heat is in the body. Like it's going to affect the different organs differently. So if we have heat in the lung, that's going to disrupt the flow of qi. And so we're going to get rebellious qi or cough. If that heat uh, dries out or cooks down the fluids in the lung, we're going to get cough with thick, yellow, sticky, 
difficult to expectorate phlegm because that heat has cooked down the fluids. In severe cases, we could get cough with blood streak sputum, that the heat is actually drying things out so much and the heat is so intense, we get bleeding in the lung. And so we get cough with blood streaked sputum. We could have heat in the stomach. Heat in the stomach can cause things like hunger and bad breath. That heat in the stomach organ can travel up the stomach channel and cause things in the mouth like uh, mouth sores, bleeding gums, toothache, and things like that. We could have heat in the heart. With heat in the heart, we might have we might feel a sensation of heat in the chest, but that heat could also start disturbing the shen, giving us certain shen problems like irritability, insomnia, anxiety, because the heat is disrupting the shen. The shen can't come home and peacefully house itself in the heart. We could have heat in the liver, and that heat in the liver, remember we said the liver is connected to the eyes, so that heat in the liver can go up the liver channel into the eyes, and we get dry, red eyes. Uh, that heat can also go upward, causing things like headache and dizziness. So the signs and symptoms of heat are going to depend on where that heat is in the body. Another thing we're going to want to look at with these herbs that drain fire is let's go back and talk about Shang Han Lun and Wen Bing. So if you remember, uh, we had two kind of competing theories about how febrile diseases uh, travel through the body. So on the one hand, we had the cold damage school, the Shang Han Lun, that said that febrile diseases are caused by cold pathogens that penetrate the body through the six levels, Tai Yang Yang Ming Xiaoyang, Tai Yin Xiaoyin Zhuoyin. Kind of our competing theory was the warm disease school or the Wen Bing school that said that febrile diseases are caused by heat that penetrates through the four levels or the four aspects. And those are Wei, Qi, Ying, and Shui. So in our previous category, cool acrid herbs that release the exterior, we said like that was heat at the Wei level, at the defense aspect, that we had this heat attacking the body from the outside. It was kind of in the superficial layers of the body, so we used cool acrid herbs to disperse that heat or vent that heat outwards. We used herbs like Sangye and Juhua, or we used herbs like Buohe, mint leaf, to disperse the heat outwards. Well, let's say that we were not successful at getting rid of that heat at the superficial level and the heat started to sink further in. Well, when it does that, our next stop is the qi level. So when the heat gets to the qi level, it's no longer at the exterior. It's a little bit deeper and it's more like internal heat. So what are the signs and symptoms we're going to see? Well, it turns out that heat at the qi level is characterized by the four bigs. In Chinese, this is called si da, the four big or the four great symptoms. So the four bigs are big fever. And notice here when we say big fever, we mean big fever without chills. Again, when we were in that cool acrid release the exterior category, we had simultaneous fever and chills. And that was a, a battle between the upright qi and the evil qi. And there was this problem of yang qi not being able to get diffused over the surface of the body. And that's why we felt chills. Well, now that the heat is at a deeper level, with qi level heat, we have big fever with no chills. And so this is a sign that the heat is deeper in the body. That's why we see fever with no chills. We have a big sweat. Basically, you're hot and you get sweaty. Or you could say that the heat is steaming the fluids and pushing them outward. So we see a great sweat or a big sweat. 
Then we have big thirst and vexation. Some, a lot of times people just say big thirst, but it's kind of implied in parentheses, big thirst and vexation. So big thirst, basically that heat is steaming the fluids. It's damaging the fluids. The fluids are being lost through the sweat. So you have a lack of fluid. So you have thirst. We say a big thirst or a great thirst. And it's kind of implied here we see big thirst and vexation. Vexation is just the Nigel Weissman word for irritability. Basically, you're, you're hot and irritable. So you have a big thirst and you're also vexed or irritable because that heat is uh, making you hot and bothered. Then we also have a big pulse. Here when we say a big pulse, we mean a rapid flooding pulse or a rapid surging pulse. And so on the one hand, remember that heat causes things to speed up. So heat at this interior level is going to cause the blood to speed up. And that's why we feel the pulse as rapid. You can also think that heat causes things to expand. And so that's why we see a big pulse or a large pulse. When we say big, we mean big in diameter, that when you feel the vessel under your fingers, it feels large in diameter. A big pulse or a large pulse is the opposite of a thin, uh, thin pulse, fine pulse, thready pulse, shimai. That's referring to uh, you feel the vessel and it has a very small diameter. We're looking for a pulse, the, when we feel the vessel, it has a very large diameter. So that's what we mean when we say big pulse. So in our category, herbs that drain fire, we're not only clearing heat from various organs in the body, like the lung, the stomach, the heart, the liver. We can also use these herbs to clear chi level heat in terms of the Wen Bing. And that chi level heat is characterized by the four bigs or the four great symptoms. Big fever, big sweat, big thirst and vexation, and a big pulse. So that's how we characterize it in the Wen Bing. We also talk about the Shang Han Lun. And this is going to be a little bit weird because remember we said that the Shang Han Lun is a theory of cold damage. It's how cold penetrates through the six levels. Whereas the Wen Bing is the warm disease school. It's how heat penetrates through the four levels. Well, it turns out with the Shang Han Lun, yeah, our first, our first level is the Tai Yang level. So that's like an exterior attack of wind cold. But as it gets deeper, its next stop is the Yang Ming level. And it turns out as it gets deeper, that cold actually transforms into heat. So when we talk about a Tai Yang condition, that's a condition of exterior cold. When we talk about a Yang Ming condition, that's actually a condition of interior heat. And so it turns out that these two stages overlap. That when we talk about the Shanghan Lun, Yang Ming is the same as Qi level heat in the Wen Bing. So if you're talking in Shanghan Lun and you say Yang Ming channel heat, that's actually the same thing as Qi level heat in the Wen Bing. Both of them are characterized by the four bigs. Big fever, big sweat, big thirst and vexation, and a big pulse. So for now, we can just think that if you see Yang Ming channel heat or Qi level heat, those two things are the same thing. We're dealing with the four bigs. How do we treat it? We use herbs from this category, herbs that drain fire. And so it turns out, actually, I think in some of the older books, they actually, instead of naming this category herbs that drain fire, they actually name the category herbs that clear Qi level heat because that's what we're doing here. Um, but we also use these herbs in different contexts depending on where that heat is in the body. 
So when we look at the properties of the herbs, these herbs are bitter in flavor. Remember we said the bitter flavor clears heat and drains fire. And in this category, we're clearing heat and draining fire. So it makes sense that these herbs are bitter in flavor. The Some of these herbs are also sweet as well, just implying that they have an ability to moisten or an ability to generate fluids. Remember we said the sweet flavor is tonifying or the sweet flavor is moistening. And this is kind of convenient because a lot of times when you have heat, that heat dries out the fluids. So the fact that these herbs are also sweet in flavor, it's kind of like we're doing two things at once. We're both clearing the heat and draining the fire, but also replenishing some of those lost fluids. In terms of temperature, these herbs are cold in temperature. Some of them we say are very cold in temperature. That These are some of the coldest herbs in Armateria Medica. Um, so we're, we're going to actually have to be careful with that because these herbs are just so cold. They're not like a little bit cool. They're very cold. The entering channels are going to depend on where we're clearing the heat from. Again, we can clear heat from various parts of the body. We can clear heat from the lung for cough with thick yellow sputum. We can clear heat from the stomach for things like uh, hunger, uh, bad breath, things like that. We can clear heat from the heart for things like shen problems, insomnia, anxiety, palpitations. We can clear heat from the liver, especially for things like eye problems, headache, or dizziness. So the channels are really going to depend. We have a lot of options, and that's something what we're going to want to pay attention to as we go through these herbs is all of these herbs are clearing heat. We want to know where are they clearing the heat from? What's their specialty in terms of clearing heat? And if, if we know where they're clearing heat from, that's going to tell us what channels that herb enters. Of course, for cautions and contraindications, we're dealing with very cold herbs, and we know that the spleen has an aversion to cold. So we have to be careful about these cold herbs damaging the spleen. So it's kind of like if you have a patient and you're talking about food therapy, if you had a patient with a weak spleen, you might tell them, don't eat cold foods like ice cream and smoothies. Well, here we're going to have to have the same problem with herbs. If we have this uh, patient with a weak spleen, we're going to want to be careful about giving them cold herbs that could potentially damage the spleen. We're also going to want to be careful about using these herbs long term, that even if they, when they first come in, they don't have a weak spleen. If you give them these very cold herbs for weeks or months on end, you could damage their spleen and they could end up with spleen problems because of the herbs that you gave them. So we have to be careful and monitor for that throughout the course of treatment. Main action is a clear heat and drain fire. And that's the name of the category. So we're clearing heat. Again, we're using the bitter flavor to drain the heat. And then we could say that these herbs treat qi level heat or yang ming level heat. So qi level heat, yang ming channel heat are the same thing. They're both characterized by the four big or four great symptoms, big fever, big sweat, big thirst and vexation, and a big pulse. So that's what we're treating with these herbs. So let's go ahead and look at the herbs. Um, you only have a few, two, four, six, eight, nine herbs, so a little bit of a shorter category compared to our first two. So herbs that drain fire, our first herb is Shergao, gypsum fibrosum. Shergao, gypsum fibrosum. Shergao. Shergao is gypsum. Uh, gypsum is, is a mineral. Apparently, it's the, th the stuff that we use in drywall. And so it's, it's a very readily available mineral. And we use it to build houses. But here we're using it internally. And Shergao, gypsum fibrosum, 
It's in the category herbs that drain fire. So of course its main action is to clear heat and drain fire. But we need to ask ourselves, what kind of heat? Well, Shergao gypsum fibrosum is one of our main herbs or medicinals to clear qi level heat or yangming channel heat. Again, characterized by the four bigs. Big fever, big thirst, big sweat and vexation, and a big pulse. So we could say this is our representative herb for qi level heat. Or Shergao gypsum fibrosum is our representative herb for yangming channel heat. So that's going to be the main function of Shergao is clearing this qi level or yangming channel heat. But besides that, we also see that Shergao enters the lung and stomach channel. So Shergao clears lung heat, clears excess lung heat or replete lung heat. Again, if we have this heat in the lung, this interior heat, one, this could block the, the qi dynamic. This could block the diffusion or depurative downbearing of the lung qi. So we'll end up with cough or rebellious qi. Then we also said that this heat can cook down the fluids of the lung. So we get cough with thick, yellow, sticky, difficult to expectorate sputum. So when we talk about these herbs that clear heat and drain fire, we want to know where do they clear heat from? Shergao gypsum fibrosum clears heat from the lung. And so maybe we can look at an example of this in formulas. If you're in single herbs, you don't really need to know formulas, but sometimes I like to bring them up just because it can give you a good example. But one of the formulas where this presents is Ma Shing Shergantong, Ephedra Apricot Kernel Gypsum and Licorice Decoction. Ma Shing Shergantong. So you can see this has an herb that we learned before, Ma Huang Ephedra Herba. Remember we said Ma Huang Ephedra Herba is one of our best herbs for treating coughing and wheezing. However, it's warm in temperature. Well, with this formula, Ma Shing Shergantong, we can uh, see that this is uh, treating a, a syndrome of lung heat. So here we see Shergao is there to clear the lung heat. So we're using Ma Huang and Xing Ren to stop cough. We're using Shergao to clear lung heat. And that tells us that this formula is for cough and wheezing due to heat in the lung. So that would be one example of using Shergao to clear lung heat. And we're going to see that come up in quite a few formulas. So Shergao, besides clearing qi level or yangming channel heat, it also clears lung heat. And it also clears blazing stomach fire or it clears stomach heat. So what does stomach heat look like? Well, if we have a lot of heat in the stomach, we'll see like excess hunger and uh, unquenchable thirst. And also bad breath is kind of a key symptom for uh, stomach fire or a classical symptom for stomach fire. When we have that heat in the stomach organ, it can also travel up the stomach channel into the face and give us these symptoms in the head and face like headache, toothache, painful or bleeding gums, or mouth sores. Remember the yangming channels encircle the lips. So the stomach channel goes around the lips, the large intestine channel goes around the lips. If we have heat there, we can get uh, sores around the mouth and lips. So Shergao, besides clearing lung heat, it also clears stomach heat as well. So again, we could look at an example of this in a formula. We have a formula called Xie Huang San, drain the yellow powder. Xie Huang San, drain the yellow. Here, yellow is referring to the earth element, which refers to the spleen stomach. And here we can see that Shergao is our chief herb there because it's 
clearing stomach heat. So what does this look like? What does this stomach heat look like? We have mouth ulcers, again, because the heat went up to the channel into the mouth. Bad breath, when you have that fire kind of rotting things in the stomach, you end up with foul breath. Thirst, that heat in the stomach is drying out the fluid, so you feel intense thirst. Frequent hunger, it's like you have this uh, insatiable appetite because there's this fire in your stomach that's burning everything up, so you want to put more fluid on it. Dry mouth and lips, because again, our yangming channels encircle the lips. Epistaxis means nosebleed. These yangming channels also go to the nose. Think about like LI20 is next to the nose. That's where the stomach channel starts, so we can get that heat up there causing bleeding in the nose. Uh, tongue thrusting in children, I think, is kind of a funny one, but it's like there's this heat and it causes you to stick your tongue out like a snake. Irritability would be because you're hot and irritable. So these are some, some classic signs of stomach heat or stomach fire. And so Xie Huang San is a formula that can treat that. But our point for single herbs here is the chief herb here is Shurgao. Shurgao is a very good herb for treating stomach heat. So besides that, we also have this note down here that we can use a prepared form of Shurgao called Shu Shurgao. And that can be applied topically for um, certain heat conditions such as eczema, burns, and sores. So if you remember when we talked about the different ways to prepare herbs, we called that powder, the methods of preparation. When it came to certain minerals, one of our options for preparing it was calcining it. Basically, you heat it up in an oven to like 1,200 degrees until it turns red hot, and that can change some of the properties of the herbs. In the case of Shurgao, also what it does is uh, Shurgao in its raw form is very difficult to crush into a powder, but once you calcine it, it becomes very easy to crush into a powder. So uh, you can use this Shu Shurgao or Duan Shurgao and then grind it in a mortar and pestle and get it into a powder. And then you can mix it with something to make a paste and apply it topically for these types of skin conditions like eczema, burns, and sores. And so that's another uh, form of Shurgao you might see. As far as I know, uh, Shu Shurgao or Duan Shurgao, when, when you order it, it comes already in a powdered form. So after they calcine it, it just automatically gets powdered. Uh, as far as I know, this should not be used internally, that it can kind of turn into cement into your stomach. So you shouldn't mix it with water and take it internally. But now when it's a powder, it's very easy to apply topically. Um, you can make this, what's the name of this formula? I used, to, I used to do this as an example of a class, and now I can't do it. Qingdai Gao. So there's actually a very famous formula called, um, or a, a topical formula called Qingdai Gao, and one of its ingredients is um, Shur Gao. That's probably neither here nor there. But that's an example of using Shur Gao topically to treat things like eczema, burns, and sores. So let's look at the properties of Shurgao. One, notice the temperature says it's very cold in temperature. And so Shurgao is one of our coldest medicinals or one of our coldest herbs in the Materia Medica. Basically, it's kind of like a tie between Shurgao and Huanglian. Shurgao is one of the coldest herbs in our Materia Medica. So we definitely have to be careful in cases of 
uh, spleen qi deficiency. We definitely have to be cautious that using this herb can damage the spleen because of its cold properties. So we should probably only use it when we're sure that we have this lung heat or the stomach heat. The taste is a little bit interesting. The taste is sweet and acrid, and that's kind of really inconvenient. Um, because basically we, we start out this by saying that we're draining fire. The way we drain fire is by using the bitter flavor. And then we get to our first herb, Shurgao, and it turns out Shurgao is not bitter in flavor. Shurgao is sweet and acrid in flavor. So why is that? It's kind of a subtle thing where like technically what Shurgao is, it's more using an acrid flavor to disperse interior heat. And that's a little bit weird, and that will kind of come up when we get into formulas class. So I don't want to get too detailed about it right now, but that is just uh, if you like, want to get real nerdy about herbs, that is a kind of strange property of Shurgao is even though we put it in this category of herbs that drain fire, it's actually acrid in flavor and it has a, more of a dispersing effect. And there are certain situations where we want to make use of that, like in our formula, xie huang san. But for herbs one, I think that's a little bit too detailed. We don't necessarily need to go into detail on that. But if you're wondering why is this herb acrid in flavor instead of bitter, that's why. It's because it has more of a dispersing effect rather than just a draining effect. But then we also say it's sweet in flavor. And again, this is implying that it has a moistening ability that uh, this heat tends to dry things out. So this kind of has a little bit of a moistening ability. Channels, entering channels, very straightforward. Shurgao, gypsum fibrosum, treats lung heat and stomach heat. So its entering channels are the lung channel and stomach channel. It enters the lung and stomach to clear lung and stomach heat. Notice the dosage is larger than average, 15 to 60 grams, according to Bensky. And again, this is very common whenever we have uh, shells, minerals, or heavy medicinals that they tend to have a larger than average dosage just because they're more dense. And so it's kind of like if you have something really heavy, if we just had like nine grams of Shurgao, it would just be like a little speck of dust because it's heavy. We need to like have a good amount in our pot. So we have to use a larger dosage of Shurgao, 15 to 60 grams, just because it's a, a heavy mineral. And then what can happen here is sometimes people look at this, they say, oh, Shurgao, gypsum fibrosum, it's very cold. It's one of our coldest medicinals. We have to be careful not to damage the spleen. And so because of that, they'll try to uh, use a smaller dosage. They think, oh, it's a cold herb. I better use a smaller dosage so I don't damage the spleen. Turns out that's not how it works. If you, use a, if you try to use a small dosage, really nothing's going to happen. If you want Shurgao, gypsum fibrosum to be effective, you need to use this larger dosage. And what that means is if you're going to use Shurgao, one, make very sure that you really need it, that the, the person actually has a condition of excess heat. And then number two, if you're going to use it, use it at its full strength, get in and then get out. So use it and when it's effective, then stop using it. And so you don't want to kind of muddle this up by saying, oh, it's a very cold herb. I better use a small dosage. That's not the way to do it. Use this 15 to 60 grams. But once the effect is done, stop using it so you don't end up damaging the spleen with this very cold herb. And finally, Shurgao, what we can say is, again, this is gypsum. It's a mineral. It's something that we use in drywall. So if you go to Home Depot and go into the drywall section, you'll see everything says gypsum all over it. This is actually what we're talking about, is Shurgao. 
And in Chinese, shi means stone. Gao means paste. So shi gao is stone paste. So shi, when we when we talked about our plant parts, we talked about different plant parts like ye means leaf, zi means seed, zhi uh, means stem. Well, here shi means stone, and we're going to see that come up a couple times in some of our herb names. That when you have certain minerals, we're going to see the word shi come up. So we here this might be our first one shi gao. Later, we're going to learn herbs like hua shi, which is talcum powder, another mineral. Shi jue ming is abalone shell, so it's a type of it's not a stone, but it's a shell. It still has shi in the name. So this is another Chinese term that you might see used as well. I think sure is also used as a last name as well. I had a I had a Chinese teacher once that her name was her family name was sure, and I think it was the same character. So you might also hear come across people named sure. So that is sure gao gypsum fibrosum. This is a very important herb because it's our representative herb for Yangming Channel heat. So it's going to come up a lot in the in the Shanghan Lun. It's our representative herb for Qi level heat. So it's going to come up a lot when we talk about Wenbing formulas. And then it's also a very good herb for clearing lung heat and stomach heat. So sure gao gypsum fibrosum. Remember. Qi level heat or Yangming channel heat, characterized by the four bigs. Remember lung heat. Remember stomach heat. Remember it has a larger than average dosage. So that is Shergao, gypsum fibrosum. Our next one is Jermu anamarena rhizoma. Jermu anamarena rhizoma. Jermu. So jermu, at least at the beginning, it's actually very similar to shergao. When jermu anamarena rhizoma clears heat and drains fire, and again, what we mean by that is it clears qi level heat or yangming channel heat, characterized by the four bigs, and it clears lung and stomach heat. So this is very similar to shergao in those in those major functions. So in terms of clearing. Uh, qi level heat or Yangming channel heat. It turns out that we often use Shergao and Jermu together as paired herbs. In fact, both of these herbs come uh, come up in the formula Bai Hu Tong, White Tiger Decoction. It turns out that Bai Hu Tong, White Tiger Decoction, is our main formula for Qi level heat or for Yangming channel heat, characterized by the four bigs. And so these two herbs, shergao and jermu, are used together in this formula. So that's kind of why we can say that they're paired herbs because they both have a function of clearing qi level heat, and we use them together in this formula. It turns out the name, I, the name of this formula, I think is kind of is kind of neat. It's very poetic. White tiger decoction. It turns out when we talk about the five phases or the five elements, on the one hand, each element has its own color. Uh, like the color of metal is white, the color of wood is green, the color of fire is red. Besides that, each of the five elements has a direction associated with it. So, uh, fire is the direction of south, water is the direction of north, wood is the direction of east, metal is the direction of west. Uh, earth is at the center. So besides a color and a direction, there's also this idea of the four animals, or I think it might be called the four spirits. But each each uh, each phase and each direction has an animal named after it, 
are associated with it as well. So you have the red phoenix of the south, the black turtle of the north, the green dragon of the east, and the white tiger of the west. So the name of this formula, Bai Hutong, white tiger decoction, is in reference to the metal phase and the white tiger of the west and the season of autumn. So it's like you got all this heat, this blazing stomach fire, This you got these four bigs, uh, you got a big fever, you're sweating profusely, you're thirsty, you just keep drinking cold water and you're still thirsty, you got all this heat. Well, when you take Bai Hutong, it's like this cool autumn breeze is coming through and cooling everything down. So that's what, that's why we named that form the Bai Hutong White Tiger Decoction. It's a reference to the five phases and specifically the five animals. The white tiger of the west and the season of autumn is cooling that heat. So again, that, that whole story was about the um, Qi level heat or Yangming channel heat and the four bigs. And we use it, uh, Bai Hutong because it has both Shurgao, Gypsum Fibrosum, and this herb, Jermu, Anamarena Rhizoma. So those are our two major herbs for Qi level heat or Yangming channel heat. Besides that, Jermu Anamarena Rhizoma also has a very good action of clearing deficiency heat and also tonifying yin and moistening dryness. So we say clear heat from deficiency. Here I just have uh, written down for heat signs due to kidney yin deficiency. What are heat signs due to kidney yin deficiency? Well, we have things like tidal fever, or basically hot flashes, uh, night sweats, and sweating at night, five center heat, heat in the palms and chest, malar flush, redness in the face. We also have something called steaming bone disorder. If our uh, kidney yin deficiency is so severe, we have uh, so much heat, it feels like the bones are steaming. So Jermu anamarena rhizoma is a very good herb for both clearing the deficiency heat and also tonifying yin and moistening dryness. So this is going to come up a lot when we deal with kidney yin deficiency. It turns out we have another uh, formula. One of our uh, major formulas for tonifying kidney yin is called Liu Wei Di Huang Wan, six ingredient with Romania pill. And so Liu Wei Di Huang Wan by itself is just good for tonifying kidney yin. But if we want to tonify kidney yin and clear the deficiency heat to treat those symptoms of heat like uh, hot flashes, night sweats, then we modify the formula and it becomes Jirbai Di Huang Wan. When we say Jirbai, the Jir means this herb, Jirmu. And so this is, this is a kind of a very commonly used formula, especially when we're dealing with like women going through menopause. This is a very commonly used formula, Jirbai Di Huang Wan. And the point here is Jirbai Di Huang Wan, the Jir in the name means Jirmu, and it's there because it's clearing deficiency heat. So maybe that's what you can think of when we talk about deficiency heat. Maybe an easy thing to think of is women going through menopause, hot flashes, night sweats, uh, five center heat, malar flush, heat in the face, things like that. So Jermu, again, it's cold in temperature, like most of these. And this one is both bitter and sweet. Bitter because it's clearing the heat and draining fire. And by that we mean qi level or yangming channel heat, but we also mean lung and stomach heat. But then we say it's sweet because it's generating fluids or moistening dryness. So it also has a sweet flavor. And so probably what we should remember about Jermu anamarena rhizoma is 
maybe what we can say is this is an herb that clears both excess heat and deficiency heat. So in terms of clearing heat, Jermu is good for both excess and deficiency. When we say that Jermu clears excess heat, we mean it clears lung and stomach heat. When we say that Jermu clears deficiency heat, we're talking about kidney yin deficiency, uh, tidal fever, night sweats, and things like that. So that's probably the important thing to know about Jermu and a Mirena rhizoma. As for the name, Jermu means know your mother or... I don't think recognize your mother, know your mother, or be familiar with your mother. And so I've heard a couple stories about why it has this name. Uh, once somebody told me this, there was this elaborate story about uh, there was this boy and he had a mother. I mean, I guess most boys have a mother at some point. There was this boy and he had a mother, but then I guess they were like walking through the mountains and the boy got lost or something like that. They got separated. And so they were apart for a long time. The boy grew up and became a doctor, but he could never find his mother. And years later, when he was walking through the mountain, he came across this uh, sick woman. And he recognized that this woman was his mother. And based on her signs and symptoms, he gave her this herb that was Jermu. And he named that herb, uh, rec uh, recognize your mother, know your mother, be familiar with your mother. And so that was a very nice poetic story. It turns out Li Shurgen's explanation for this is he thinks that the plant looks like maggot larvae crawling towards their mother. And so that's the that's why it's named Jermu is, is because these maggots, the, the maggot babies are crawling towards their maggot mother and they know their mother or they're familiar with their mother. And that's why we call it Jermu. That sounds kind of gross to me. So, uh, Jermu, but I think it's good to remember Jermu, know your mother. Uh, because when you think of mothers, you can think of menopause. And when you think of menopause, you can think of kidney indeficiency. So, you can remember that Jermu is good for kidney indeficiency or Jermu clears deficiency heat because your mother is going through menopause. I also think of the Latin name Anna Morena. When you look at it, it kind of looks like amenorrhea, which is like menopause. So that's how I remember that Jermu clears deficiency heat, but we should also not forget that it also clears lung and stomach heat as well. So Jermu anamorena rhizoma, remember that it clears excess heat, as in lung and stomach heat. And remember that it clears deficiency heat, as in kidney yin deficiency. So that's Jermu anamorena rhizoma. Next is Jertze gardenia fructus. Jertze, Jertze, Gardenia fructus. Jertze. So Jertze, Gardenia fructus, of course, it clears heat and drains fire. Maybe what we should know here is its specialty is that it clears heat from all three jiao. It clears heat from anywhere in the body. And uh, maybe what we can also say is its way of clearing heat, when we say it drains heat or drains fire, we're literally meaning uh, it drains it out through the urine. So it guides the heat out through the urine. But the important thing is it drains heat from all three jiao. So notice when we look at our channels, we got a lot of channels because it's clearing heat from a lot of different places. And notice that one of those channels is the san jiao channel or the triple burner channel because it's clearing heat from all of the three jiao, so it enters the san jiao channel to clear all that heat. So for clear heat and drain fire, we say it clears heat from all three jiao. We also say it uh, treats shen disorders due to heat, like irritability, insomnia, delirious speech. 
<sighs> so we kind of mentioned this in the last one. If you remember in Cool Lacquered Herbs that released the exterior, we talked about the herb Bandochur, prepared soybean. And remember we said that there is this kind of funny action that Bandochur eliminates irritability. And that comes up in one formula. The name of that formula is Jirtzichertong. So Jirtzichertong has two ingredients, Jirtzu and Dandochur. And so that's why it has the name Jirtzichertong. And this is a formula that's uh, it's a Shanghan Moon formula and specifically for irritability in the aftermath of a febrile disease. So if you have a febrile disease, you have this heat, uh, you take some herbs, you get rid of the heat, you're, you're over your febrile disease, but you have some lingering heat that you got rid of all the symptoms like the fever and all that stuff, but you have some lingering heat and it's causing you some irritability and some heat in the chest. Then we can use these herbs, Jirtza and Dondochur to help with that irritability. So that's why it comes up here in terms of treating irritability. Really, that comes up in one formula. Really, what I would remember, uh, I think the clear heat from all three jiao is going to be a little bit more important. Besides clearing heat and draining fire, it also clears damp heat. And this is something that we'll talk a little bit more about when we get to the category herbs that clear heat and dry dampness because we have an entire category that clears damp heat. Also in the drain dampness category, we have an entire subsection that besides that also clears damp heat. But here basically we can say that damp heat is a combination of heat and dampness. And that's actually really annoying because like dampness is a yin pathogen and heat is a yang pathogen. So it's like this combination of this like sticky yin and yang and it's really hard to get rid of. So luckily we have certain herbs that are good for clearing damp heat. Jirtza is one of them. Our main uh, symptoms or our main syndromes associated with damp heat are going to be Lin syndrome and jaundice. So I'm not sure if we've talked about what Lin syndrome is. Lin syndrome, L-I-N. So we're going to see this come up a, a little bit in this category, herbs that treat Lin syndrome. But we're definitely going to see it come up in later categories when we're going to see this action. These herbs treat Lin syndrome. What is Lin syndrome? Uh, Lin is the Chinese term. Sometimes uh, Bensky translates this as painful urinary dribbling. And I think White, Nigel Weissman translate this as urinary strangury, which is a very funny word. At first I thought strangury, that can't be a real word, but then I looked it up on Google. It turns out there is a word called, there, that is an actual word in English. That's not just something that Nigel Weissman made up. Uh, basically we're talking about difficult, painful urination, like a urinary tract infection. So I kind of think of like strangury, like somebody strangling your urethra and the urine can't get out and that's urinary strangury. But basically, we're talking about difficult urination, rough, scanty, painful, dribbling urination. So in Chinese, the word lin, uh, think about like when you have a, a faucet and the faucet is dripping. Even if you try to turn the, the knob all the way, the faucet is still dripping out, just little drips one after the other. In Chinese, that's called lin. And so if your urination is like that, like, uh, it's kind of like if you have a UTI, it's like, oh, you feel this urgency, you really have to go. But then when you get to the bathroom, it's like only a little bit drips out. And it's not, it's not like a smooth flow. It's a rough dripping sort of thing. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's burning. Sometimes there's blood in the urine. That's Lin syndrome. 
And so in this situation, when we're talking about damp heat, what we're saying here is a there's a damp heat pathogen blocking the smooth flow of urine. And so it's that damp heat that's causing this Lin syndrome. And so that's what when we say Lin syndrome due to damp heat. Uh, that's something that Jurtza can treat. And we have that come up a couple times. Um, so we have a very uh, a famous formula for Lin syndrome or UTI, which is called Bajangsan, eight rectification powder. Uh, like the name suggests, it has eight herbs in it. Most of these herbs come from the category herbs that drain dampness, but it turns out one of the other herbs is Jurtza gardenia fructus. So we're going to see that come up a lot. That Jurtza gardenia fructus also has an action of clearing damp heat as well, both for Lin syndrome and then also for jaundice. Jaundice is when your skin turns yellow. And so basically you have this damp heat. That damp heat is turning your skin yellow. And again, that's going to come up. We have a formula called Yin Chen Hao Tong, which is specifically for jaundice, but uh, Jurtza is also for damp heat jaundice. So definitely remember that it clears heat and drains fire from all three gel, also clears damp heat, again, guiding it out through the urine. Oh man, cools blood and stops bleeding. So Jurtza Gardenia Fructus clears all types of heat. It also uh, clears heat, like we'd say, clears heat from the blood level that... Um, I don't know if we talked about this yet, but when it comes to bleeding, we have a couple causes of bleeding. We can have bleeding due to blood stagnation. We have bleeding due to cold. We have bleeding due to deficiency. We can also have bleeding due to heat. And that's something we'll talk about more in the next section. But here, uh, it cools the blood and stops bleeding for a nosebleed, vomiting blood, blood in the stool, blood in the urine. Again, blood in the urine. That's like a UTI. And kind of the idea here is, remember, heat causes things to speed up. That's why you have a rapid pulse. Well, it turns out when the heat is severe or the heat is at the blood level, the heat can cause the blood to speed up so much that it begins to move recklessly or frenetically outside of the vessels. So there's so much heat, the blood is speeding up so much that you end up with bleeding. What kind of bleeding? Things like nosebleed, vomiting blood, blood in the urine, blood in the stool. And so that's what we're treating here with Jurtza. And again, we can use it charred to stop bleeding. So remember, I think we said the same thing in our first category, warm acrid herbs that release the exterior. We have the herb Jingjie, Schizonepeta herba. It's really good for releasing the exterior. It's really good for venting rashes. But we, what we also said is it can be used charred to stop bleeding. Uh, when you prepare it this way, the name becomes Jingjie Tan, charred Jingjie. Well, here we have the same thing going on. Jurtza can be used to cool the blood and stop bleeding, but for that, we prepare it by charring it and becomes Jurtza Tan, charred Jurtza. So that's another function of Jurtza Gardenia Fructus, clears all kinds of heat. It can also be used topically. Um, it can be used topically either for sores, like heat toxicity type sores with pus, or it can be used topically for injury and trauma or knocks and falls. It turns out um, we have a, a famous formula. It's, uh, the formula is San Huang San, three yellows powder, but it has this nickname Herbal Ice. And it, it, it gets that nickname because whenever you injure yourself and you have a lot of redness and swelling and pain, in in modern and western times you a doctor might tell you to put ice on it to reduce the inflammation well in traditional chinese medicine 
they one, they didn't have ice, and number two, we don't like ice. We don't like cold. We think cold makes things worse in terms of ice. But we'd use this herbal preparation, San Huang San, to put it on there that it not only clears heat and reduces inflammation, but it also invigorates blood to help with the injury and trauma. Anyway, the point of all this is it turns out you can modify San Huang San to include Zhizi to help with injury and trauma or knocks and falls. So that's Jirtza. Again, it's cold and bitter. It's cold because we're clearing heat. It's bitter because we're clearing heat and draining fire. And then just pay attention. It, it enters a lot of different channels because it clears a lot of different types of heat. It's clearing heat from everywhere in the body. Um, so it clears heat from all three jiao. Uh, it's treating that irritability. So it enters the heart channel. It's clearing heat from all three jiao, so it enters the three jiao channel, the san jiao or triple warmer channel. So just remember it clears heat from all three jiao. It's good for damp heat. When we say damp heat, we mean Lin syndrome or difficult urination, and we mean jaundice, that you're turning yellow. And it can also cool the blood to stop bleeding. For that, we use it charred, just like many of our stop bleeding herbs. So that's Jirtza gardenia fructus. Danjuye is lofateri herba. Dan ju ye, lofa teri herba. Dan ju ye. So dan ju ye, with each of these herbs, they clear heat and drain fire, but we want to know where do they clear heat from or what's their specialty. With dan ju ye, we can definitely say its specialty is that it clears heart heat. So dan ju ye, lofa teri herba, is special for clearing heart heat. So now we have to ask ourselves, what does heart heat look like? Well, it turns out when we talk about heart heat, there are three main things we want to think about. Number one is Shen problems. That could be irritability, insomnia, anxiety, palpitations actually go under the category of Shen problems as well. And so remember in your fundamentals class, we talked about how the heart houses the shen. The heart houses the spirit. Well, it turns out if we have heat in the heart, then the the shen, the spirit, gets kind of restless. The shen can't come home and be calm. Uh, so you get, you get all these symptoms like irritability, restlessness, insomnia, anxiety, just because that heat is disturbing the heart. And you can also get palpitations, like your heart is racing or you can feel your heart pounding in your chest. Um, sometimes this is difficult because when we get patients, we say, oh, do you have palpitations? And they're like, what does that mean? Um, I think in Western medicine, palpitations really just refers to the heart rate that if you feel like your heart is beating very fast, they would say, oh, that's palpitations or tachycardia. I think really what we mean is not only maybe your heart is beating fast, but you can feel it pounding in your chest. That normally if you're just going about your day, you shouldn't be able to feel your heart pounding. But you can think about like if you have to give a speech in front of a large crowd of people and you get really nervous, you can start feel You can feel your heart pounding and that would be palpitations. A more severe form of this would be like if a person has an anxiety attack. Sometimes people, people are having an anxiety attack and they think they're having a heart attack because they can feel this tightness in their chest and this pounding in their heart. We would call that palpitations. That is, you can feel your heart beating in your chest. So that, so one possibility for that is heart heat. So heart heat, we're looking at number one, Shen problems, uh, insomnia, anxiety, irritability, palpitations. 
Number two, we can might see mouth sores or tongue sores. Remember that we say the heart sprouts in the tongue. So if you have heat in the heart, we can have that heat go up into the tongue and cause tongue sores or mouth sores. So that's another symptom associated with heart heat. Number three, we're again talking about urination problems, a difficult, scanty, rough, painful urination. And again, this is a this is a little bit weird. The way we explain this is really weird. When the the kind of explanation we give, we call this heart heat pouring into the small intestine. So what does that mean? Well, remember that the in terms of yin yang pairs, the heart and small intestine are yin yang pairs. So if you have heat in the heart, that heat can transfer into the yin yang pair, the small intestine. Then it turns out that the small intestine is paired with the urinary bladder through its Tai yang relationship. So it's kind of like heat in the heart gets uh, transfers over to its interior exterior pair, the small intestine, and heat in the small intestine gets transferred into its Tai yang pair, the urinary bladder, and we end up with urination problems. So basically, when we say that Don Juye Lofateri Herba treats heart heat, these are, these are the three things we're talking about. We're talking about Shen problems, mouth sores or tongue ulcers, and difficult urination. And so then down here we say that uh, number two, John Don Duye promotes urination to treat Lin syndrome. Again, this is really just urination problems due to heart heat pouring into the small intestine. So Don Duye, we should definitely think about heart heat and we can specifically think about heart heat pouring into the small intestine. And so it turns out that this does come up in uh, one of our formulas. We have a formula, oh, I need to click on the right button. We have a formula called Dao-Chur-San, guide out the red powder. Dao-Chur-San, guide out the red powder. And again here, uh, red is referring to the color of fire and the heart. So guide out the red, we're, it's kind of implied we're draining heat from the heart. And so here you can see Shang Di Huang Mutong, our herbs that we'll talk about later, but Dan Ju Ye is here as one of our major herbs that clears heart heat, alleviates irritability by clearing heat from the heart. So what does this look like? Here we have uh, heart heat, uh, heart fire flaring up, or, or heart heat pouring in the small intestine, but what do our uh, symptoms look like? So here we have irritability with a sensation of heat in the chest. You got heat in the heart. Your heart is in your chest, so you feel heat in the chest. Thirst with a desire to drink cold beverages. Red face fever. Those are all just signs of heat. Um, maybe sores around the mouth. And here we're, again, we're talking about the heart sprouts in the tongue. So if we have heat in the heart, we can get sores in the tongue or around the mouth. Dark, scanty urine or rough urination. Again, this is due to heart heat pouring into the small intestine. Heart heat goes in the small intestine, small intestine goes into the bladder, and so we get difficult or rough urination. Again, sores on the tongue because the heart sprouts in the tongue. Uh, painful urination, urination short and hesitant as an unsmooth urination. Uh, hematuria, you'd go so far as to have blood in the urine. And so again, even when we look at this formula, Dao-Chur-San, that clears heart heat, we see these same symptoms. And so the fact that Don Juye is in this formula is telling us that Don Juye is going to be a major herb for treating symptoms of heart heat and specifically heart heat pouring into the small intestine. 
So that's Don Juillet Lofateri Herba. The, I guess maybe we'll look at the um, properties. This is cold in temperature. It's also sweet and bland in flavor. So sweet, again, implying it has some moistening ability. But remember the bland flavor when we talked about the five flavors? One of them was bland, which is kind of weird because bland doesn't really sound like a, a flavor. But when we talked about the five flavors, we had the five main ones and then a couple extra. Bland was kind of an extra flavor. And remember that bland promotes urination. The bland flavor promotes urination. And that's what Don Juye is doing is it's promoting urination to treat this difficult, rough, painful urination that we're promoting the urine to get that heat out. Entering channels look pretty, look pretty straightforward. This treats heart heat, heart heat pouring in the small intestine. So it enters the heart and small intestine channels. Stomach, maybe the way I would think about the stomach channel is that, again, we're talking about sores around the mouth. We could also call that stomach heat. So I'd say maybe that's why we could say it enters the stomach channel as well. As for the name, Don actually means bland. So when we talk about the five flavors, there are seven five flavors. Bland in Chinese is Don. Ju means bamboo and Ye means leaf. Ye is one of our plant parts. Like we had zitsuye is shiso leaf. We had sangye is mulberry leaf. Well, here we have danjuye, which is bland bamboo leaf. So danjuye literally means bland bamboo leaf. And so maybe if you remember it's bland in flavor, you can remember it has something to do with promoting urination. And here we're, we're specifically talking about heart heat pouring into the small intestine, causing difficult urination. So that's danjuye lofateri herba. Next is Xiaokutsao, Prunelli Spica. Xiaokutsao, Prunelli Spica. Xiaokutsao. So Xiaokutsao, again, all of these herbs, we're clearing some sort of heat. Xiaokutsao, we probably want to know that it clears liver heat specifically. So we say it clears liver heat and brightens the eyes. So if you remember when you talked about uh, when we were in the wind heat category, cool acrid herbs that release the exterior, we talked about this uh, idea, this function of brightening the eyes. We have certain herbs that have a function of brightening the eyes. And we talk about eye problems. There are three causes of eye problems. We can have wind heat causing eye problems. We can have liver heat, liver yang rising causing eye problems. Or we can have liver yin deficiency and liver blood deficiency. That if there's not enough yin and blood nourishing the eyes, we can get certain eye problems. And there we can even say like vision problems, like poor night vision, blurry vision, things like that. But normally uh, when well, we have these three causes, some herbs do all three. We talked about uh, sangye and juhua are very good for brightening the eyes. Well, here we have another herb that's very good for brightening the eyes. Xiaokutsao clears liver heat to brighten eyes for red, painful, swollen eyes due to liver heat. We can also think about a uh, headache and dizziness. That's more, that's again like liver heat, liver yang rising. That liver heat is rising up into the head, giving us a uh, headache, dizziness, maybe even ringing in the ears, things like that. So shakutsal is a very important herb for clearing liver heat. Besides clearing heat, it also clears heat and dissipate nodules. And so this is when you have some phlegm and you get some heat in there, it can turn into phlegm heat. And that phlegm heat can congeal in the channels and cause uh, nodules. And so neck lumps, scrofula, goiter, those are all 
lumps or nodules in the neck and uh, or lipomas, uh, fatty deposits, swollen glands, again, it's kind of implied we're in the neck due to phlegm heat. So shakutsao is also for uh, nodules due to heat, specifically phlegm heat. And then kind of a modern, uh, something modern research has discovered is that shakutsao does have a very good action of lowering high blood pressure. And this kind of makes sense because we shouldn't make a one-to-one relationship, but high blood pressure is kind of like liver yang rising. And so the fact that shakutsao is really good for clearing liver heat kind of makes sense that it's good for for high blood pressure. And so when we go back and look at these, you can think about – uh, think about a very wood person, a very livery person, someone who's really angry. They're, they're loud and they're shouting. They got this vein popping out of their forehead because they're loud all the time. If they have all this liver heat, they probably have red bloodshot eyes as well. Um, they probably have high blood pressure. Think about like when you get angry and stressed out, your blood pressure goes up. Their, your veins start popping out of your forehead. You get these red bloodshot eyes. If it's really bad, you get headache and dizziness. And so that's like liver heat. You can use something like xiaokutsao to clear that liver heat. So when we look at the properties, again, cold and bitter makes sense. Accurate. It's also accurate. So it's kind of like we're draining the heat and dispersing the heat at the same time. But I would just remember cold and bitter because we're in this category. Entering channels, pretty straightforward. We're clearing liver heat. So this enters the liver channel, enters the liver and gallbladder channel, the two wood channels. So we're treating all these liver symptoms. So we enter the liver and gallbladder channel. And then notice the dosage is larger than average, 9 to 15 grams. And really the only reason for this is you need more of it for it to be effective. Sometimes we say that with certain herbs, if they're like heavy minerals, we use a larger dosage. If they're toxic, we use a smaller dosage. There's really nothing like that. It just turns out in order for this herb to be effective, we need a larger than average dosage. And it turns out that that's actually kind of annoying because shakutsao, if you have your sample, it's kind of light and fluffy. So even nine grams of shakutsao, it takes up a lot of room. If you go up to 15 grams of shakutsao, it's like a lot of shakutsao. And so sometimes we'd even just prescribe this as a tea that you could just uh, give your patient shakutsao and have them pour boiling water over it and drink it as a tea. And that's very good for things like uh, liver heat eye problems and it's really good for things like lowering high blood pressure. But it turns out like if you have like if you have like a Nalgene bottle or something and you put 15 grams of shakutsao, it's going to fill up most of your most of your tea bottle just with the 15 grams of shakutsao. There's like barely any room for water because 15 grams of shakutsao actually takes up a lot of space. So that's kind of annoying, but it turns out for shakutsao, you do need a larger dosage. Uh, as for the name, shakutsao, I think shakutsao means summer withering herb. Tsao just means herb or grass. Xia means summer, ku means to wither. And so I'm assuming that this is a plant that by the time summer comes around, it already starts to wither. I'm assuming that's where it got its name, but I'm not really sure. But shakutsa, I believe, means summer withered herb. I'm not sure that helps you remember the functions, but that's what shakutsao means. So shakutsao, I definitely remember liver heat, specifically clears liver heat to brighten eyes. Shakutsao pranelli spica clears liver heat to brighten eyes. 
Next is Shigua Citruli Fructus. Shigua Citruli Fructus. Both are first on Shigua. Shigua Citruli Fructus is watermelon. So uh, watermelon, you can think that its main function is it clears heat, and specifically it clears summer heat. Uh, so remember... So remember in fundamentals class, we talked about the six evils, uh, heat, cold, wind, dampness, dryness, and summer heat. Those were the six environmental chi or the six evils. And what we said about this is heat, cold, dampness, dryness, wind. Those could be external or internal. You can have an external attack of wind heat. You can have an external attack of dryness. You can have an external attack of cold, or you could have internally generated heat. You can have internally generated cold. You can have internally generated wind. It turns out summer heat is only external. You can only have an external contraction of summer heat. There's no such thing as internal summer heat. And so what is summer heat? Summer heat is heat that happens during the summer. It's really as simple as that. We could kind of relate this to uh, if a person gets sunstroke or heat stroke, we would say that's summer heat. It's the heat of the summer. Turns out we can, we can technically have two types. We can have summer heat heat or we can have summer heat dampness. And so it's kind of implied that there's some bit of dampness going on here whenever we have summer heat, but we can have summer heat with heat predominant, or we can have summer heat with dampness predominant, and our symptoms are gonna look slightly different. But here we just say in general, shigua, citruli fructus, watermelon, clears summer heat. So thirst, think about you're out in the summer, you got heat stroke, you're very thirsty. Dark, scanty urine, either because you've lost so many fluids, you don't, you have dark, scanty urine, or you can think of that summer heat dampness, that there's a summer heat damp pathogen blocking the smooth flow of urine, so you have urination problems, uh, and dry heaving, again, think of like heat stroke or sunstroke, those are things that can happen. So Shigua clears that summer heat. It also generates body fluids. So if you're in a condition of heat stroke or sunstroke, probably you've lost a lot of fluids, well, it turns out eating watermelon can help replenish those fluids. So we say generates body fluids. You can think that shigua watermelon is very juicy. Um, so that's how it uh, generates body fluid. And sometimes this might be more effective that if you just drink plain water that doesn't have any electrolytes in it, it'll just go right through you. But if you uh, eat watermelon, that can actually, the juiciness can actually help rehydrate you better than just plain drinking water. And then we can also say it promotes urination. So again, if we have this summer heat dampness causing dark, scanty urine, the, the urine's not flowing smoothly, we can promote urination to help smooth out the flow of that urine. We can also say it's good for edema and jaundice. Again, jaundice is usually a damp heat condition uh, and it's turning your skin yellow. So by generating the fluids, we're kind of helping clear out the heat and then we're promoting urination to drain that damp heat jaundice. I believe that shigua is better for jaundice. We can also use watermelon peel or watermelon rind, shigua pea. That's especially good for promoting urination, but more for edema. So shigua pea, the watermelon rind, promotes urination. It's really good at promoting urination, but more for um, edema. Whereas shigua, the actual fruit, the flesh, is good for promoting urination, but more for jaundice, treating that damp heat. So that's shigua, watermelon, citruli fructus. 
the dosage, we say the dosage is 15 to 30 grams. Really, you never use shigua in a decoction. You never use it as a formula. Shigua watermelon you use as food therapy. So think about it's hot during the summer. The way you cool off is by eating watermelon. If you try to eat watermelon during the winter, people are going to look at you funny. You're like, why are you eating watermelon during the winter? You should be out drinking pumpkin spice lattes because cinnamon ginger and clove are very warming. They're good wintertime spices, whereas watermelon and lemonade and mint are good summertime things. So shigua watermelon is good for summer heat. Next two are kind of similar, Tianhua Fen and Lu Gun. They're very similar. Uh, let's go through the first. Tianhua Fen uh, in clearing heat, it's specifically good for clearing lung and stomach heat. So again, we see uh, thirst can, if the lung, if the, if the stomach fluids are uh, damaged, you have stomach indeficiency or something like that, you could have uh, thirst and irritability, but heat in the lung, cough with thick, yellow, difficult to expectorate sputum, or here the heat can, so, can be so bad we can have cough with blood streaked sputum, that there's this heat in the lung, it's actually causing bleeding, so we get cough with blood streaked sputum. So Tianhua Fen clears lung and stomach heat. Tianhua Fen also generates body fluids. And here we say generating body fluids is the same as saying tonifies lung and stomach yin. So remember when you talk about like water metabolism and the fluids, we say the lung governs the water passages. And we said the stomach is the source of fluids. So when we say generate body fluids, we can say tonify lung and stomach yin. And this is versus tonifying liver and kidney in. Those are kind of two different things. When you say tonify in, we can say tonify lung and stomach in. And that's more about generating fluids and alleviating thirst. Or we can say tonify liver and kidney in. And that's more about the, the true yin of the kidneys when you talk about those things like night sweats, five center heat, stuff like that. That's more liver and kidney in. Whereas lung and stomach in, it's kind of like saying generates body fluids. So if you see those two, we can kind of use them interchangeably. So again, Tianhua Fen is slightly sweet in flavor because it has this moistening property, ability to generate fluids. So if you have heat in the lung causing cough with thick or blood streak sputum, you're going to want to use some, some get, get some fluids in there to moisten things and help cool down that heat. So Tianhua Fen also generates fluids. Also resolves toxicity and expels pus. And again, heat toxicity is something we'll talk about in the next couple categories because we have an entire category of herbs that clear heat and resolve toxicity. For now, we can just say that heat toxicity, we're talking about skin infection or skin sores, like sores with pus. So we say carbuncles, that means like a boil, uh, an infected hair follicle. Uh, when those carbuncles group together into, uh, and form one big sore, that's called a furuncle. So carbuncles, furuncles, sores, uh, sores with yellow, sticky, foul-smelling pus. And that's another way we can kind of differentiate some of our sores, that if we have like, a, like more of a blister with like a clear, uh, clear, thin fluid, we might say, oh, that's more like dampness. Whereas if we have like a thick, yellow, sticky, foul-smelling pus, more likely it's heat or heat toxicity. And then another one is breast abscess, which is just a kind of sore, something with pus in it, but it's on the breast. And so that's, that happens a lot with um, 
if you're breastfeeding and things get clogged or the things get infected, it's very easy to have breast abscess as well. So this would be one possibility. So Tianhua Fen clears lung and stomach heat, generates body fluids, and also clears uh, heat toxicity, as in carbuncles, sores, and boils. But like we said, Lu Gun is very similar. Lu Gun, uh, very similar things, clears lung and stomach heat. So again, for thirst, irritability, cough with thick or blood-streaked phlegm. So clearing heat from the lung and stomach. It also generates body fluids, uh, aka tonifies lung and stomach yin. So it's uh, giving us fluids as well. We say that Lugan is better at this than Tianhua Fen. That Lugan is sweet in flavor. When we said that, uh, Tianhua Fen is slightly sweet, so it has a little bit of a moistening. It's bitter, so maybe it's better for clearing heat, but it's slightly sweet, so it has a little bit of a moistening. Whereas Lugan is straight up sweet in flavor, so it's better at tonifying, better at moistening. And then the, the way to differentiate these is Lugan is better at promoting urination, again, to treat Lin syndrome, this dark, rough, scanty, painful urination. And so... Um, part of that generate, you can think maybe it generates fluids, it's better at doing that, so it also promotes urination. So Lugan and Tianhua Fen, very similar, very good for both clearing lung heat especially and for generating fluids. And then maybe the way we can differentiate them is Tianhua Fen, better for heat toxicity related abscesses, sores, and boils, whereas Lugan, better for promoting urination. And maybe we could say... This does come up in a formula. Remember when we were talking about uh, wind heat? One of our formulas for wind heat was Songjuyin. Hopefully this is the right one. Yeah. So uh, if we have an external attack of wind heat, we're, we're talking about cough and um, Songye was especially good at moistening the lungs due to wind heat. So we use Songye and Juhua because they release the exterior. And our main formula for that was Songjuyin. We'll notice here, kind of as a supporting herb, we also see Lugan is there because it clears heat and generates fluids. So if you have an external attack of wind heat, you got this dry cough, you not only want to release the exterior, you might want to clear some heat and generate fluids as well. So that's why we're using Lugan in this formula to do that. So Lugan also generates fluids in the lung to help with some of that dryness. So Tianhua Fen and Lugan, very similar, clearing lung and stomach heat, generating body fluids. Maybe just remember the difference is Tianhua Fen, better for heat toxicity related skin infection. Lugan, better for promoting urination to treat Lin syndrome. So that was Lu Gen, Phragmitis Rhizoma. Next is Jue Mingzi, Cassii Semen. Jue Mingzi, Cassii Semen. Jue, Jue Mingzi. So Jue Mingzi, here's another one. We're clearing heat, drain, and fire, but we're specifically clearing liver heat. So this is another one that clears liver heat to brighten eyes. So this one, very similar to Xia Ku Cao. Both of these are for clearing liver heat specifically for brightening the eyes. So eye problems, headache and dizziness. Again, if we have this liver heat, it tends to rise up into the head, giving us things like headache and dizziness. So Jue Mingzi clears liver heat to brighten eyes, but also treats things like headache and dizziness. 
What's different about this one is Jue Mingzi Cassii semen also moistens the large intestine. And again, this is just a common property of seeds. The word z means seed. So Jue Mingzi is a seed. Seed tends, seeds tend to be oily in nature. So they tend to have this effect of lubricating the large intestine to treat constipation. If you remember, we had a similar thing going on with Nyobangzi in the cool acrid release exterior category. Nyobangza was burdock seed. Again, z means seed. So Nyobangza is a seed because it's a seed. It's very oily. Those oils gently lubricate the large intestine to relieve constipation. So Nyobangza is another example of a seed that moistens the large intestine. And here we have Jue Mingza is a seed that moistens the large intestine. And then kind of like Xiaokutsao, Jue Mingza, it not only lowers high blood pressure, it lowers high cholesterol as well. So again, you can think of this as like a liver thing. When you're stressed out, you got high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Jue Mingza, it turns out, according to modern research, can lower both high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So that can make it useful. But for Jue Mingza, uh, Definitely kind of, kind of group it together with Xiaokutsao, that both Jue Mingzi and Xiaokutsao clear liver gallbladder heat, clears liver heat to brighten eyes. Maybe remember we said that Xiaokutsao is good for uh, goiter, scrofula, and nodules on the neck, whereas Jue Mingzi is better because it's a seed, it moistens the large intestine. The name of this one is kind of interesting, Jue Mingzi. Uh, it turns out this herb is actually named after a different herb, Shijue Ming. So later we're going to learn, uh, this is at the very end at the, um, extinguished wind category. Um, we learn a shell, abalone shell named Shijue Ming. It turns out Shijue Ming has a very famous, very reliable action of clearing liver heat to brighten eyes. So Shijue Ming is very famous for brightening the eyes. It turns out later they found this seed is very good at brightening the eyes, so they named it after Shijue Ming. So these two things are not related. One is a shell and one is a seed, so it's not like they're, they're two plants that are related. They're completely different. But the thing that they have in common is they're both good for clearing liver heat to brighten eyes. So maybe that's how I can remember that Jue Mingzi is very good at clearing liver heat and brightening the eyes. It's so good at clearing liver heat and brightening the eyes, we named it after this other shell that clears liver heat and brightens the eyes. So, Jue Mingzi clears liver heat and brightens eyes. And the, notice the, the middle character there, Ming, means bright or brightness. So when we talk about like Yang Ming disorder, Yang brightness, that's the, that's the character we use, Ming. Uh, that character, um, it's made up of two parts. The, the part on the left is the sun. The part on the right is the moon. So it's like you got the light of the sun and the light of the moon. You put them together and you get brightness. Anyway, maybe you can remember that in Jue Mingzi, the Ming means brightness. So Jue Mingzi brightens the eyes. So that's Jue Mingzi Cassii semen. Clears liver heat to brighten the eyes. It's also a seed. It's oily, so it moistens the large intestine. And it lowers both high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So Jue Mingzi, Cassii semen. And finally, this one is uh, Lianzi Xin. This one, when I was in school, this was not on our syllabus. This 
herb is not on the NCCOM herb list, but I still like to talk about it because it turns out it's 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 usually at least when I was in school, I believe it was in our school clinic uh, herb room, and when I practiced, I've had it in our in our clinic as well. So this is one that it might not be on the NCCOM list, but it's something that can be very useful in clinical practice. Lianzishin, Lianzishin, Plumia nelumbinis, Lianzishin. So Lianzishin, Lianza means lotus seed. So this is a like a lotus plant. This is lotus seed. Shin means heart. So this is like lotus seeds have this little, uh, I don't know what it's called, like a pith. It has this little thing in the middle uh, that's, that can be taken out from inside the seed. And so that's what lienzashin is, this little pith in the middle of a lotus seed. And that's lienzashin. And so it's in this category, clear heat, drain fire. So of course it clears heat and drains fire. This is another one that's specifically good for clearing heart heat. So things were like, so again, we said our symptoms of heart heat are shen problems like irritability, insomnia, anxiety. Here we can even say um, delirium and confusion. It's also good for sores in the mouth and tongue. Lianzashin also stops bleeding and secures essence. I'm not sure that's really so important. Whenever I've used Lianzashin, it's for this first function of clearing heart heat. Now, what's convenient about this one is Lianzashin is you can prescribe it as a single herb, and you can basically give someone a little baggie of Lianzashin and just have them take a pinch and pour boiling water on it and prepare it as a tea. So if you don't want to take the time to cook a full decoction where you have to get all these herbs together and soak them and then boil them for 30 minutes. Lianzashin might be a convenient thing to try first that you can just uh, pour boiling water on it and make it as a tea. And so it's especially good for like insomnia due to heart heat. And so that's why we can even prescribe it as a single herb for insomnia due to heart heat. Oh yeah, that's in the note down there. Lienza, Lianzashin can be taken as a single herb for insomnia due to heart heat. It's also used as a folk remedy for childhood insomnia by making it into a pillow. I might be misremembering this, but I believe this is called upside down sleeping pattern. So if you have upside down sleeping pattern, pattern in children, this does not mean that the child is physically upside down, but we mean that upside down sleeping pattern, we mean that you have a child that is sleeping during the day, but awake at night. And I'm assuming that this means like infants. I'm not sure that like if you have like a five or six year old, I'm not sure that's what they mean. But like if you have like a newborn baby, they kind of sleep whenever. But if they're like sleeping during the day and then they're keeping you up at night, we call that upside down sleeping pattern. And in that case, you can actually take Lianzashin and make it into a little pillow and just having them sleep on it. It can be effective. And that sounded really weird. Uh, basically, like somebody told me like that. It's like, was that a real thing? Can herbs really work? Like you don't even take them internally. You just put them under your head and the herbs still work. And then I had a, a patient with a baby that she tried it and was like, oh, yeah, it, it really worked. So that's kind of interesting. But that's kind of like a folk remedy for uh, childhood insomnia. Lianzashin lotus seed heart. Again, uh, z means seed. Shin means heart. So this is the heart of that seed. It's a little green pithy thing that's inside of lotus seed. 
But that is lanzachine, and those are our herbs that drain fire. So we can do, go through and do a little review. So first of all, basically, um, you definitely want to know the first two, shurgao and jermu. Those are representative herbs for qi level heat or for yangming channel heat, characterized by the four bigs. Big fever, big thirst, big sweat, big pulse. So shurgao and jermu appear together in the formula bai hutong. And that's our representative formula for qi level or yangming channel heat. So we definitely want to remember that shurgao and jermu treat qi level or yangming channel heat. Besides that, we want to know when we go through these herbs, each of these herbs clears heat, each of these herbs clears heat and drains fire. What kind of heat is it clearing? So shurgao, besides the yangming channel or qi level heat, shurgao, gypsum fibrosum, clears lung and stomach heat. So remember we saw that in uh, cough with thick, yellow, sticky, difficult to expectorate sputum, but we also saw that in stomach heat, like hunger, thirst, bad breath. So shurgao, gypsum fibrosum, clears lung and stomach heat. Jermu, same thing, clears lung and stomach heat, but it also clears heat from deficiency. So jermu is special because it clears both excess heat and deficiency heat. When we say excess heat, we mean lung and stomach heat. When we say deficiency heat, we mean kidney yin deficiency. Jirtza gardenia fructus clears heat from all three jiao. Jirtza gardenia fructus is also good for clearing damp heat. So um, jaundice and Lin syndrome, damp heat turning your skin yellow. Uh, damp heat obstructing the smooth flow of urine, causing UTI-like symptoms. So jirtza clears heat from all three jiao. Jirtza clears damp heat, also cools blood and stops bleeding. Danjuye, lofateri herba. Danjuye is bland bamboo leaf. Danjuye, its specialty is clearing heart heat. Again, heart heat, we mean, we mean three things. Shen problems, irritability, insomnia, anxiety, palpitations mouth and tongue sores, and urination problems due to heart heat pouring into the small intestine. So Don Juye, good for heart heat pouring into the small intestine. Shakutsao, Prunelli Spica, is good for clearing liver heat. So it clears liver heat to brighten eyes. So uh, dry eyes, red eyes, itchy uh, swollen eyes uh, due to liver heat, bloodshot eyes due to liver heat. Shakutsao, good for clearing liver heat to brighten eyes. It also includes things like dizziness and headache due to liver heat. Uh, Shakutsao, this one also is good for neck nodules. Not sure that's super important. I would really think of Shakutsao, clears liver heat, do brighten eyes, also lowers high blood pressure. Uh, Shigua is watermelon. You eat watermelon during the summer. Shigua is good for summer heat. Shigua is watermelon. It's very juicy, so it's good for generating fluids. So if you're dehydrated during the summer, you have heat stroke, Shigua will also generate the body fluids and help promote urination. Qianhuafen and Lugun, very similar. Again, they clear lung and stomach heat, like our first two. They clear lung and stomach heat, and they're very good at generating body fluids. If we wanted to differentiate them, we might say that Tianhuafen is better for heat toxicity-related skin sores, things with pus. We're specifically looking at uh, sores with thick, yellow, sticky, foul-smelling pus, whereas Lugun is um, better for promoting urination. But Tianhuafen and Lugen, very good for clearing lung and stomach heat and very good for generating body fluids. Jue Mingzhe, kind of similar to Xiaokutsao. Xiaokutsao and Jue Mingzhe are two ones for clearing liver heat to brighten eyes. Uh, Jue Mingzhe, because it's a seed, it also moistens the large intestine. And Jue Mingzhe, besides just clearing um, 
besides lowering high blood pressure, it also lowers uh, high cholesterol as well. But Xia Gu Cao and Jue Mingzhe are both very good for clearing liver heat to brighten eyes. So that is our category, herbs that drain fire. So again, um, if you want to, if you, if you haven't gotten the slides or the flashcards, you can download those from the website. So if you go to the website, tcmstudy.net, go to the Herbology 1 tab, and there you can, um, we have herbs that drain fire. There's slides. I'll put the flashcards up there. Uh, there's also, if you want to test yourself, you can take a practice test. So we have... Which form of jirtza is best for stopping bleeding? Well, this isn't just this doesn't just apply to jirtza. This applies to all of our herbs that stop bleeding. If you want to emphasize an herb's ability to stop bleeding, you char it. So charred jirtza is jirtzatan. Cools the blood and stops bleeding. Which of these herbs clears blazing stomach fire for headache, toothache, and painful swollen gums? We got a couple that were good for... Um, Clearing stomach heat, but let's go through here. Jue Mingza, does that clear stomach heat? Uh, clear blazing stomach fire? No, Jue Mingza clears liver uh, heat. Xi Gua, that was watermelon. That's better for stomach heat. Xia Gu Cao, another one better for liver heat. So our answer here is sure Gao. Clear stomach heat, like in the formula Xie Huang Song. So this is something you can go on the website. You can go through and take a practice test. As always, we'd like to say special thank you to the Patreon members for supporting the, the channel, the website, and everything that goes on. Basically, this video is brought to you thanks to the support of viewers like you. So thank you for your support. If you'd like to join those Patreon members and their support, there are a couple ways you can support the channel and the website. There are links in the description below. You can join the Patreon. That's like giving a monthly pledge. You, If you want to just do a one-time donation, there's a buy me a coffee link. Uh, if you want to send me some peanut M&Ms. I have a P.O. box. If you want to send me a Halloween card or some peanut M&Ms, feel free to do that at the P.O. box uh, address. Uh, there's also merchandise on the website. Uh, before, people are asking me about my This Is The Way shirt from the other video. The, that's available on the website as well. If you go to resources merchandise, there are a couple t-shirts that you can get from Teespring. Also, uh, in this video, we kind of did a very in-depth review of the category herbs that drain fire. And so this is, if you're taking an Herbology 1 class, this is, might be what your Herbology 1 lecture looks like. But if you're studying for year-end exams, if you're studying for finals, if you're studying for boards, and you want a more condensed version, a more concise version uh, that reviews everything, there are some review courses on the website as well. So if you go to the website under, re, uh, the, under resources, there's review courses. There's a single herb review course that goes through, goes through all of the herbs, 281 single herbs, I believe. And so it's kind of a quick review of all of the herbs if you're studying for finals or year ends. There's also a formula review course that goes over all of the formulas on the NCCM list. So again, if you're studying for boards, that might be a good way to study. So both of those are available on Teachable, and that's another way to support the channel and the website. And, and again, thank you to everybody for your support. Um, basically, lately, I haven't been doing a whole lot with the YouTube channel. Basically, I've been volunteering a lot, and that's been 
one, preventing forest fires, doing fire mitigation, and also helping Afghan refugees resettle in America. And so it's been kind of a busy time in terms of that, in terms of volunteering. And so I'm especially thankful that when people support this channel, it's not only letting me make these resources that are available to everyone for free. It's also supporting me makes it so that I'm able to do those other types of things like getting a chainsaw and cutting down trees to prevent forest fire. So I do really appreciate that. Other than that, thank you for being here. I'm hopefully going to go to the gym, but who knows, maybe I'll just take a nap instead. We'll see how that goes. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you next time.